The Dallas Mavericks go balls to the wall and get a second win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Luka Doncic takes a shot below the belt in Sexland. Yep. It's going to be like that. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. for three blocked by Pauly Stein and now it's Josh Green running the floor and beating everyone down the floor to Tomahawk at home and welcome you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks my name is Nick Engstead media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network and joining me as always my co-host contributor at Mavs.com the Bucket Bear telling the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, those Mavs. They're streaking right now. Let's go. Four in a row. Let's go. Streaking and, man, Luka Doncic took a shot? He didn't take a shot. He sh- he took the shot himself, right? Like, he didn't receive it. I Not the like vaccine, the- guys. Not the vaccine, which he could have. I don't know, but different kind of shot. Yeah, Luke Doncic uh, gets ejected in this one. We'll break it down. We'll talk all about that. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks. 124-97 to win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Good Lord, that team is terrible. I think it's one of the worst teams that Dallas has played. I, even on top of that, they just don't care. And let's just put it this way. I don't know who is upset the the most when Luka got ejected Dallas because they're losing their best player or Cleveland because that just means they have to tank harder like Houston Detroit Oklahoma City those teams have worse records actually Cleveland is tied with Oklahoma City but Detroit and Houston those teams those teams have worse records those teams aren't worse than this Cavs team right those teams have more talent for sure than this Cavs team well, this current one, like they're missing Darius Garland. He's he's yeah. like he's fun. Him and Sexton's fun. Okoro's fun. That was it, right? That's the only. That's Larry Nance didn't play in this game. I like too, I yeah, like Jared good. Allen a lot. So, I mean, yeah, they don't know how to use him. They just no, throw him, they just throw him out there and like run around and be tall. That's yes. basically what they've told him. He looks like he played in the ABA though. He looks like a young artist Gilmore, and I'm all for him. <laughs> He looks like the guy from Fat Albert, the uh, uh, <laughs> old weird weird Harold is what they called him. <laughs> uh, Kevin Love too. That guy is just is just a shell of himself, right? Like it looks like Blake Griffin in Detroit, basically. And uh, Trey Burke blocked one of his shots tonight. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm glad you said Blake Griffin. I'm wondering if we will see a like resurgence of him if he gets traded somewhere next year. It's like if he goes to a better team, will we see a better version of him, or is he just done? And I kind of he's got two two years left on the deal after this season. So I watch 30, Kevin Love and I say, and "Dang, I feel bad for you, bro." And then I see his salary number on Hoopside. I'm like, "No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all." Then then go look at his spread in GQ or something to be like, "Oh no, you're fine. You're, he's you're, doing all right. You're, you're fine. He's doing all right." Uh, we mentioned Luka Doncic. He finishes the game only with 22 minutes. And he gets ejected in the beginning of the third quarter, like, like within two minutes into the third quarter. Him and Colin Sexton are trying to box out to get this rebound. 
And Colin Sexton does something to him, elbows him, gets a little shove in there, and Luca doesn't like it. He turns around, and his arm kind of flings back, and it really, there's a certain angle. I'm sure you guys have all seen it. Looks like he's just throwing a a karate chop right down to his nuts, like right down to his crotch. And he hits him, and he connects. And Colin Sexton didn't even like flinch or respond or anything like that, which is pretty surprising. The refs go and review it. They sit for forever. And, oh, uh, my gosh. We could do a like, whole segment. We, you know like, what we should do? To bring awareness to the, to, to the refs sucking so bad at reviews, God. we're going to go silent on the podcast for and just look at the camera for as long as they took the review. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. Because no, <laughs> well, like we've said before, if we have time to make memes, you have time to get the re- to call the review, right? Like that that should be yeah. that should be how it works. So, they go to the review, it's a flagrant 2 and he gets ejected. So, that doesn't add up to that doesn't add anything to his technical foul or his, you know, that kind of ejection streak or anything like that. It's a completely separate infraction, a different bucket, all that kind of stuff. And so, this doesn't really change anything as far as that goes. But Luca, you know, ejected out of this game, flagrant two. He goes. The Mavericks go on like a 30 to 15 run after that. Just completely put together a really, really great run there. And uh, it the, ended up working instant, out. The instant meme that Luca provided yeah. for the Amazing. world. Amazing. Go to my Twitter at Nick Van Exit. Just look at all the different faces and uh, gifts that I tweeted out about just Luca's face after this. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, so, okay, a couple of different things I, I want to touch on. One, should Luka Doncic have been ejected? Uh, yes, I, I actually do think he should have uh, because do I think Luka did it really? on purpose? I do, yeah. Um, do I think he did it on purpose? No, I, not at all. And he said it after the game. He's like, no. And that's I, a flagrant one. But can we can we judge the intent of things? I think in the moment it, you could look at that and say, I don't think he does because – Oh, I th- I didn't think he did in the moment, mainly because I think just covering him and like seeing him on a Zoom and like knowing yeah, his personality yeah. all the time. But if you watch that clip, if you're a referee or whoever it is, you watch the clip, he did do it out of frustration. He did turn around and swing his arm out of yeah. anger, frustration in that He's- play. And so like I d I don't I didn't blame him in that moment. I, w- I was more mad that how how long it took. I'm like, if this happened just quick, I would be like, hmm, okay, it sucks. But I, I just so yeah, I, I actually understood it, and I know I'm probably in the minority with Mavericks fans. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, if you're trying to if you're trying to do it in a vacuum, right? Like, if you if you're trying to look at this play in a vacuum and say, okay, well, uh, did he do it on purpose? Like this little, we'll just play it real quick. This little head tilt he does afterwards. <laughs> Like that little turnaround, he does the karate chop, and then the head tilt afterwards, like he turns around and looks at him as he does it. That's what really makes it, that's what really sells it right there, Uh, as as it was on purpose, and it was like with intent to just mess with him or blah, blah, blah. And Luca, after the game, said that this happens all the time in NBA games, which made me think, holy cow, we're we're hitting people in the nuts in games all the time. Is this a Draymond Green, Steven Adams situation all over again? Uh, Who knows, but... But and yeah. Sexton, Sexton, after the game, this was his quote to the media. Colin Sexton said, it was just a box-out play. Usually whenever someone is hand-checking, then you punch down or swing down. It was just in the groin, but it's all good. And so it's like they, they both wrote it off as like, hey, man, it was on accident. If Sexton fell down, if that was LeBron, he probably would have fell down for about 10 minutes <laughs> and just like really soaked it up. But Sexton just like rolled with it. But 
the act of the play and Luca's intention in the play, like Luca's frustration, him acting in frustration, I understood why they threw him out. Even though did I get, like he didn't do it on purpose. Did you guys catch Isaac's little chop down to, to LeBron on that one? He just he had to throw the little Ah, get that. I was trying Take to think that. of somebody who really Take that, LeBron. like does things Take for that, attention and just drama and everything. And that was the first name that came to my head. Real Housewives, LeBron. Same exact rating in Isaac's mind. That's exactly how he sees him. I don't watch Real Housewives. Uh, the Bachelorette, then. I was going to say, the, the Bachelor. The, the women on The Bachelor. You know how yeah. good LeBron would be on The Bachelor? For real. This could be our whole second segment. What a great... Too bad he's a great person and has been with his wife since high school. And I know, And a great true. family and all I've that stuff. I've always praised him for off the court and, stuff. He's great off the court. Uh, the story of the game, though, I think was Tim Hardaway Jr. He's just continued this is this incredible streak that he's been on, of uh, of just playing well. <laughs> Basically, uh, he's been absolutely on fire. He's been uh, shooting the ball really, really well, and it's coming from this like this streak that he had of just awful basketball. And I'm gonna pull it up right here. Uh, on April 23rd, I tweeted out Tim Hardaway Jr. over his last ten game after uh, over his last eight games. 10 points a game. He was shooting 35% from the field and under 30% from three. And I said he was due for a bounce back eight, eight type game, which everyone listening knows what an eight type game is. Hit, yep. Hits eight threes in a game. Since that tweet, April 23rd, Tim Hardaway Jr., 22.4 points a game, just about 50% from the field, 45% from three, and the Mavs are eight and one. <laughs> Absolutely wild. This team... And especially without Porzingis, this team rises and falls with Chris with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Right? Like if he's on and if he's going, if he's hitting, if he's hitting threes, this is a completely different team. I was listening to, I think it was uh, the mismatch talk about the Mavericks and just if they're hitting threes, they can beat anyone. Like this team, literally any anybody in the West right now, even they can beat anybody if they're hitting threes. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is a huge part of this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know he's been starting. And this is a thing that I, man, I, if I had the time, I would write a super long piece on Tim Hardaway in his past two years, because just the professional that he's been. And even this year, it's like even him talking after this game and somebody asked him directly say, Hey, you plan at this level. Is this because like you've been starting and like he thinks he thinks so. And he's been, he's acknowledged that he, he likes starting. He, he feels like he plays really well when he starts. But in the same vein, he's saying, man, I'll do whatever I have to do for the team. I will yeah. come off the bench. I'll be the sixth guy. And he's done that all season. Now he's played so well over the past few weeks starting that, man, he's really pressing Carlisle's hand. And when Maxie and those guys get back healthy, you know, will Josh, you know, go to the bench? Will Maxie go to the, I don't know, but Tim is playing so well. And I've seen some people throw out there as saying, is he the second best player on the Mavericks? I think he's, and this is the way I would word it, I think he's this, the second most consistent player on the Mavericks. I think KP's like ceiling is higher as far as like talent, and I think even though they both struggle defensively, I think KP brings a little bit more defensively than Tim does. Um, so I would still put KP in that spot, but man, Tim, what Tim has given Dallas over this past year, and really since he got came over in the trade, I mean, exceeds everyone's expectations. I don't care who 100%. you are. I don't care if you're Tim Hardaway Sr. This exceeded expectations of how it's went. 
100%. And I can't believe you didn't take the time to uh, chastise me or to make fun of me because my my uh, check mark there on Twitter. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I have it. I, I have a note on I, it. I'm ready. Put it on full display just now on, on YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube if you're not. Uh, coming up, let's get into more about Tim Hardaway Jr. We'll talk about what he means to this team. Josh Richardson also had a pretty solid game in this one, and he seems to be really taking on the challenge. So we'll talk about him, get into all that. But before we do... If you're hiring for your company, what you really need is to make a short list of quality candidates that, uh, that uh, qualify for that job. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. You can get a quality short list of candidates who resumes on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications. Then you can schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboards all just right there. You don't have to try and figure it all out yourself and schedule Zooms and all that kind of stuff. You can choose up to 130 skills tests for your jobs as well if you have a certain Whoa. skill that certain uh, you know, applicants need to have. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Four more times than any other job site combined. It's the one place. It, it's like it is the one-stop shop, basically, for hiring. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. A $70 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Garrett, let's get into some more of this game. We're talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. Let's keep talking about him. 7 of 11 from 3, 25 points in this one. He was a plus 20. And like you said, Carlisle's hand is getting pushed right now for Tim Hardaway Jr. to start because this Mavericks team, their defense has never been uh, where we thought it would potentially be with, you know, with Josh Richardson in the lineup. And so, man, I'm going to be real surprised if Porzingis and Maxi don't come back and Carlisle starts Hardaway instead of Richardson. And uh, starts Maxi and KP then as the the two guys in the in the comeback. Yeah, I honestly think first off, I'm sorry if y'all can hear my son. He's in the background singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" in his sleep. <laughs> so I'm like stuck right now. I'm like, do I wake him up from his sleep, or do I let him keep singing? And it's his. Hold on, he's singing in his sleep. Yes, he's sing. He's obsessed with the song right now. <laughs> it's cute, but he sings it really loud. That's adorable. Um, honestly, think that's what happens. I think when I think when they come back, okay. But this also goes into something that can we go into some lineup stuff, or do we want to? Yeah, wait? yeah, we can do. We can get into some lineup stuff. This is a lot like what happened last year when Seth Curry was entered into the lineup with Tim Hardaway, right? Yes, for sure. Because there's a <laughs> there's a three man group right now that. So the other night, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use his name because I want to give him credit for this. But so chart we we mentioned Jonathan Sharks uh, on this pod. He's a friend of both of ours. And so we've been texting about this whole Willie versus KP thing and of just the difference this offense has when, you know, Willie's in there or even Dwight's in there compared to the stretch five versus the rolling five. And in our minds forever, it's like, man, we just want shooters around Luca and all this stuff. But what has the role man opened up in the offense too compared to having a stretch five and going into Willie and all this stuff like guys deep dive Willie numbers with Luca. There's some wild stuff in there of just like <laughs> their you know, net ratings in there and all this different stuff. But there's a, there's a sneaky, sneaky three man combination that I think that I think 
Carlisle has found in something that I want to see more of. It's the three-man group of they've played 294 minutes together. Not a lot. Not a ton. The, their offensive rating is 124. The That's defen- good. defensive rating is 101. That's really good. Both of those numbers are insane. And the net rating is 22.3. Yes, that's math. That, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's very three good. Ma- Three-man group of Luka Doncic, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. And it's the starting unit that started the past, what, five, six games. And there's, there's something about how this works with Dorian being pushed up to the four and playing with a guy like Willie that's more active on defense, that's rolling to the rim. I mean, it helps obviously that Dorian's hitting his three-pointers too, but there's something defensively with that that's working really, really well. And now, does this say that, hey, this is the best lineup and KP, their best lineup is KP on the four? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't think we're watching this Mavericks team right now saying, okay, this is all just going to be thrown out the, you know, thrown out the door whenever KP and Max and these guys come back. I think they're going to find ways to, to get these three guys on the court together because it's working. You could go the step further of saying, Hey, what's this, what's the starting unit look like that that's been starting with the Tim Hardaway, you know, Dorian, Josh Richardson, Willie Colley Stein. Um, who's the other guy missing Dorian? Boban, Maxi. No, the other guy that's Dwight. in the starting unit. Oh, Richardson. I can't remember. Screw Hardaway, that. Luca. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So look, look at this. It's <laughs> in Josh, Josh Bay. How many? Josh Green. Um. What's okay, keep on going. Now I'm all confused. But anyway, that three man group. There's something defensively about that that I think they found something. And I I would not be surprised if they found ways for that three-man group to play minutes come playoff time. Yeah, and, and look, they have to start KP, right? You have to. And oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they really don't have an option. KP is a, is a ceiling raiser for this team. He can do things that none of the other bigs can do on this roster. But what... What they need to have going into the playoffs, especially if they're going to play like a Denver or, or you know, actually anybody, you need to have different looks. You need to have different looks you can go to yeah. and different options, right? And this Willie, Dorian, Luca kind of trio, that is a type of look. You, you get really active. I'm sure like Josh Green is involved in that. Richardson's probably involved in that. And you get really active defenders. You can get some stops here and there. And that makes for really good uh, net ratings, right? Really good offensive rating, really good defensive rating. Get some stops, get some easy buckets. That makes your offensive rating look incredible and all that. Uh, where Willie kind of breaks down a little bit is it seems like in the half court <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's just pretty limited in, in a lot of ways. And so they have to throw some looks out. They have to find what matchups are the best. Willie was great against Brooklyn. You know, he's great against a team like that that's not really going to have a big that, you know, gives him problems. He also was decent in a start against uh, the Nuggets. And so that one's probably one that they're going to look at. And if they play the Nuggets, then we might see a Willie Colley sign start instead of Porzingis. But we've also seen Porzingis be pretty decent against the Nuggets as well. So yeah. there's there's some options there. And and Boban owns the Nuggets. <laughs> so, I mean, there's lots of different options if that is the team that the Mavericks will play, which it seems more and more likely they're going to play the Nuggets. Oh yes, please, please. We can talk in scenarios so maybe on tomorrow's pod, but real quick, yeah. Willie and Luca together, when they're on the court together, offensive rating of one eighteen, six hundred and sixteen minutes together, 
both of them together, offensive rating 118, defensive rating 104, net rating plus 13. When Willie is off the floor and Luka is on the floor, offensive rating 114, defensive rating 113, net rating plus one. That combination's working. Like there's something about Willie and Luka. And I, I think it's even a bigger picture of, I know I tweeted this out the other day about Luca and Willie stats together, and somebody said, "Man, now imagine if you know Willie was X, Y, and Z." And it was That's like four. Where or five. my mind went immediately, like imagine if he was Gobert, imagine if he exactly. was you know, somebody else. And I just I think that it does go. I, I've been trying to really think my way through like what this offense looks like moving forward in the future, and that it's it might not be the best offense or the best guys around Luca have to be for you know straight up like shooters it might not have to be that and i know some of us even myself i'm like man that's what we just have to need or we we need that but sometimes the rolling man might bring the space that the same amount of space that the pop god brings to and so i'm just kind of talking through well, my emotions it, right now well and this goes back to Porzingis counseling is not, for nba or something <laughs> Porzingis, now tell me exactly how did this dream go <laughs> so this goes back to Porzingis and what we expected from him and what he has been, or the, and the difference between those two things. We expected him to be a good as you know a good roller and a great pop pick and pop guy, and he has not necessarily been a good roller. And so if they could get you know the best of both worlds with both of that, then the Mavs would just be insane right now. But they're not getting that from Porzingis uh, yeah. for whatever reason. He doesn't set good screens. He doesn't you know roll hard to the rim. He's not as athletic and springy. All all those kind of things. The other thing I want to point out. Some of the games that Willie and Luca have played together, like look, look, look at some of Willie's starts. Uh, two Cavs the, games, I mean. Two ca- two wins over the Cavs, uh, a win over Orlando, a win over Houston, a win over Charlotte, a double-digit win over Charlotte, uh, a double-digit win over the Heat, uh, that win over Brooklyn, a win over Denver. Uh, so, but the Brooklyn and Denver one aside, like those are some pretty bad teams that they've got. Mm-hmm. They've racked up some some stats against. So there is some small sample size theater in this where you can get some. Uh, you know some funky things in there but yeah sure. there is some there is something and there's, there's something, something to- there i'm yeah there's something there i'm not sitting there saying man I, kp on six man no not yeah, at all yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying there's something with that that's working and i'm i'll be really curious to see what this looks like moving forward against good teams Absolutely. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about this game coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag. It's the one place that we want to put down some money and uh, bet on sports. So go to betonline.ag. We're checking it out right here. We have a couple of basketball games. By the way, we know that the Mavericks game on May 16th, so next Sunday, is going to be between, let's see, uh, 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Central Time. So crazy stuff coming up soon. That Sunday is going to be insane. Um, a couple of games already on the docket. The Grizzlies, a 10-point favorite over the New Orleans Pelicans. Both these teams need this game for the play-in. That's on Monday. So if you think the Grizzlies are going to – That is a huge spread right there. I'm not really sure about that one. The Bucks, a 7.5-point spread over the San Antonio Spurs. That one's pretty interesting. Go check it out at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Check out BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. We eat them all the time. Uh, coconut brownie chunks, still the best. We've been emailing and messaging and telling people just over and over again to get those bars. 
get them to us, bring them back. But there's still a whole bunch of other bars that you can get right now. Uh, you can get the mint brownie, which is always like that. That one's the OG. Still really, really good. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar in that mint brownie bar. Go get it. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% off your next order. Not your first, your next order. So go check that out. BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's talk a little bit more about this game specifically. Um, this Cavs team is bad. Richardson, though, 20 points in this game. What have you seen from him over these last couple of games now that he's been trying to put it together after that Miami uh, just craziness where he was benched to start the second half? Well, I mean, to take a quote from him after the game tonight, you know, he said, I took it personal. And we I knew I, that. We I could loved tell. it. Yeah. And I, I loved his transparency on that. He said, you know, I've, he said, I've been in the gym, you know, Somebody asking basically the same question Nick just asked me of man what's what's been in you know what's the bep in your step basically over the past you know few games and he said I've been in the gym I've been working working out more than w- what I used to and he's like when I'm when I'm not in there I took it personal that I'm not playing and I'm not in there and he's putting in the extra work and man I mean that's what you want to hear right I mean I, I at least that's what I want to hear from from a guy who. Uh, you know, basically gets benched and replaced by some of these other guys, you know, late in the game. And, you know, he's getting the honorary start some nights, basically. It's like, hey, you're going to play your 20 minutes, you're going to start. But we all know, I mean, if you've been watching basketball, you know that it's who finishes the game that matters. It's not who starts the game. It's like, that's that's when you get the best players. Well, for this Mavericks team, maybe who starts the game matters because they're still oh, yeah, uh, that's true, yeah. winning first quarters. And when they win first quarters, they win the whole game. So. That's very true. Very true. So, yeah, I mean, I think I've just seen him, you know, be a little bit more aggressive, uh, a little bit more confident in his shot, and it's been working. So does that mean that, you know, Tim's not going to pass him up uh, in the starting spot? I don't know about that, but, you, I mean, we're going to need, like, we need Josh come playoff time. Yeah, so 100%. whatever he needs to do over these next, what, week and a half, it's crazy the playoffs are, like, you know, less than two weeks away, uh, do it. Because we're desperately going to need Josh come playoff time. Absolutely. Yeah, they need him for sure. Who's going to guard Campazzo? I mean, come on. (laughs) I'm not sure that Josh Green. I'm not sure they need the Josh Richardson that's finding his own shot, taking his own shot, taking a bunch of jumpers. I'm not sure they need that Josh Richardson, the one that we're seeing in these two Cavs games. So even though we're starting to see his scoring kind of step back in, missed all three of the threes that he took, and he's hitting a lot of these mid-range two-point shots and so I'm kind of still wary like yeah the stats have looked decent over the last couple of games but is that the type of Josh Richardson that the Mavericks are going to need but it, but if that's the key to him gaining confidence let's do it now like true if like let's get it out now like leave him in and blow outs and say take the shots like get that confidence back in you that yeah you're you're a good basketball player so and then come playoff time or, hey Josh you know those shots you <laughs> took over the past month um, none. So just defend. No. So yeah, I mean, just get the confidence back now. I think that's one of the main objectives with the Mavericks. Yeah. The other thing is, um, after this game, Maxi and Porzingis, Porzingis was doing some work pregame. He's been doing some work pregame. Maxi, it seems like he could be coming back, uh, pretty, pretty soon here. It'll be really interesting to see when those guys come back. This Maxi injury has been a little bit more, uh, Man, it's been a little bit more – it's taken a little bit more time than I had expected. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's good that he's getting a little bit of a break because it seemed like he needed it. it. Didn't seem like he was right after, you know, even coming back after his his one break. But any thoughts on Porzingis and Maxi? And you said you thought Porzingis would play four games. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, we're, <laughs> we're pretty close to the end here, and we I don't know have, if he's gonna get. We have four left. <laughs> I was gonna say we have four games left, and I don't know if Porzingis is playing all four of these games. No, I'll say I'll take this angle with Maxi. Don't be surprised if he's the one and not Josh that Tim replaces in the starting unit. Uh, mm. Mainly because it goes back to what we were talking about while ago with Willie and Dorian. I think there is something else about Dorian playing the four. And, you know, who do they want? If you do play Denver, who do you want guard Michael Porter Jr.? Is it Dorian or Maxi? And I could see either one. I'm not saying it's like, hey, it has to be Dorian or whatever. Problem but I'm is saying, you have Porter Jr. and Gordon on that team. But Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm, I just don't think it's a like a lock that, if Tim starts, it would be Josh. I could see a world to where it, you know, Dorian's up in Maxi's spot and Maxi's coming off the bench. So, yeah, the Maxi injury's taking a little bit longer than what I thought, but they probably have the same mindset that a lot of us have right now. It's like, hey, we're playing some sucky teams that these teams want to suck too, and <laughs> let's just get these guys healthy. That's the that's the number one thing we want to go into the playoffs. And if you could do both, sign me up. If you could you know, do both of avoiding the playing tournament and going to the playoffs with your full team healthy, then that's the number one goal. And right now that's the path they're headed down. Yeah. So be interesting to see over these next four games, guys, there's only four games left. There's a Memphis game on Tuesday, then the Pelicans back to back on Wednesday, Toronto on Friday, and then Sunday, Minnesota Timberwolves. That Those are the last couple games there. And Toronto, we know is not trying to, to win and Memphis is still trying to win, so this Tuesday game is really the only one that is uh, going to be kind of tough. Pelicans, uh, they're are they out of it yet, or not necessarily? Okay, Pelicans not out of it, and Minnesota tries hard. They have guys that want to, they have a lot to prove. I mean, they they beat the Magic by like forty tonight, so that's, <laughs> they're going. Out, that's the Magic. They're, I mean, they're going out there and trying though, so this is not it's not a cake, it's not a walk in the park. The rest of this, but it is an easier yeah. schedule. It's not Cleveland, so. so. It is not there. Yeah, there's no more Cleveland's, Detroit's. There's no Washington. You know, there's no. They're not even Washington, but Sacramento. Uh, Sac- just kidding, guys. Just <laughs> the, kidding. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, there are no more Sacramento's coming. So <laughs> that's a positive. Uh, no worries. Okay. Well, Jalen Brunson is another guy, and Dwight Powell. I think those are the two guys we should continue to talk about. Uh, Jalen Brunson, five for five. He hit th- bo- all three of his threes. He hit a crazy buzzer beater at the end of uh, a quarter. And he had seven assists in this game. He just continues to be solid. He was on the low post on Friday. So if you want to listen to an interview with him, go and check that podcast out. But yeah, Jalen Brunson, man, it's great to see him back and hitting his shots and getting to his spots. And, and cause he was struggling there for a little bit. Yeah. Rick praised him after the game, especially after Luca got ejected. And, you know, Josh said, uh, post game, you know, to the media, he said, you know, once Luca, uh, got ejected. They, were, you know, I think it was Callie who asked him, you know, what was the team's approach to that? And Josh said, "Hey, I think we approached it professionally." He said, "I went over to JB and said, all right, let's go. It's time to strap up and let, let's go. You know, get the job done and and get out of town, basically." And that's what they did. And I feel like you know, JB kind of put them on their back and said, <laughs> "He did hey. say get out of here." That's exactly what he said. Let's let's, <laughs> let's put it on him and get out of here. That's what he said. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I thought he I thought he played really great tonight. He hit all three of his threes, like you said. And yeah, man, it, it that's the that's the I want to say benefit, but like that's the thing of 
when you get a game like this where Luca, you know, doesn't play for basically half the game, KP's not been playing, these are your two stars, you're gaining this confidence with the role players. You're getting the Josh Green minutes. You're getting, you know, Nico Melli playing tonight. How much? I mean, he had 21 minutes tonight. Um, you know, Nico played. Um, you had a marvelous tweet of saying Nico Brusino to Nico Melli. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> we need to fully lean into that. That this is this is Brusino yeah, grown up the, the, right now. The, they're the same. They're the same person. <laughs> same person. But like, if these guys can continue this going, I mean, look at the guys. And I, I get it's Cleveland. We know. We just had that conversation. But if Brunson, if this is you know a, a streak for Brunson that's starting, if Tim keeps this going, Josh has been playing well the past few games. Dwight's been playing well. <laughs> Ooh, look at that check mark. Oh, it's too late now. I already I, called it out. I have my notes. I'll start tomorrow's pod with it because <laughs> I was just surprised that Nick was willing to do a podcast with something that's unverified. So I Nick has they're starting locked on verified, which is a new podcast coming just for the verified people on the network. And Nick is hosting that. So us small people, we're, we're still going to be here on Lockdown Mavs. Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on all the apps. <laughs> we're on Locker Room. I, I will never leave you because I'm still with the rest of you in the world. Nick is For the moved. majority of you that are on the podcast, Isaac is making fun of me because my Twitter account is now verified. So. <laughs> now, for real, that's, it is really cool. I know I laugh about it, but. <laughs> Both of us started off. I remember when we were uh, first started covering the Mavericks. Nobody's. Under- I think when we when we met, we both had under a thousand followers. Yep. Yep. And now we just staying consistent. Now people yell at us more, right? Like <laughs> honestly, is, that's the thing. I, we get more changed, hate, hate DMs. Yeah, people yell hate comments. And we it's like, don't get that many. Hate, I don't get that many hate DMs. I don't know if you do, but uh, yeah, every now and then. I just get people. I get people that you know asking for jobs now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's good. Which is which is wild to be on this side of it. Anyway, uh, the other thing is Dwight Powell. Man, Dwight Powell's been on a little bit of a roll here. He April Dwight Powell has turned into to May Dwight Powell. Uh, ever since they changed his role, his roles have been rolling like absolutely rolling. Uh, last when he couple rolls of games to the basket. Listen to his last couple of stat lines here. Uh, here, I'll pull it up for people on YouTube. So you Think can. he likes dinner rolls. <laughs> he probably does. No, he Actually, I don't know if you've looked at if you looked at his like body fat count. He probably doesn't. <laughs> Last five games for Dwight Powell: twelve rebounds, not or twelve points, nine rebounds, four assists, a steal, and four blocks. That was this game against the Cavs. The other game against the Cavs: eight points, four rebounds, three assists, and a block. And then you go back before that: twelve points, ten rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block. Game before that: seven points, ten boards, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Game before that, 13 points, 7 boards, and uh, 3 blocks. He has been playing some really good defense. I, we usually don't praise Dwight Powell's defense at all. It's usually the complete opposite. But I think over this last stretch here, he's been playing really good defense. He's just a great backup center. Like yeah. him, and, him and Willie have actually been good backup centers over this last stretch here and uh, have looked much better than they did at the beginning of the season. They just The Mavericks just need... KP and Maxi to come back and be a hundred percent themselves. And if they can, then all of a sudden this front court is already like, that's, that's pretty solidified and you can throw different looks and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Dwight's been playing amazing, especially considering everything that he's went through to get back to this point. Yeah. I don't want to ruin all my Dwight content because I'm writing a big story on him. So I'm just going to save it for the story and say, Hey, read it. <laughs> 
You could just say he's been good. I know. I said he's been great. I, he really has been great. Yeah, he was. It was a team high plus twenty eight. Him and Brunson were. Uh, Brunson was plus twenty seven. They were both in there when the Mavericks went on that big run after Luca went out. So that was kind of notable that they had the highest plus minus. They were the ones that really drove this big lead for the Mavs. So yeah, any other thoughts or things as we go into the as we end this game? One more thinking. No, just the Cavs suck, and I it was just <laughs> I kind of feel bad for our locked on Cavs guys because I don't know outside of Verjao. <laughs> that was fun, but to see Verjao on the court, he I I don't see how besides him just being like a fan favorite, I guess, or Cavs legend. He's um, I think he I think it's safe to say he's past his prime. Yeah, we can we can safely say that. I mean, Sexton is fun to watch. Okoro is kind of has been doing some things. Garland's fun, but he he's not playing. So anyway, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. And now your moment of zen. I was wrong. So was Luca wrong. just got ejected. So where is the aggressive? Oh, oh that was. I think it was a reflex. It's kind of like when the doctor just bumps your knee, you know, just your knee sticks out there. Your leg shoots out.